she know the difference. Yep. I'm stacking C notes, stacking C notes. Yeah, she know the digits. No Mickey D ho, you know she go on and down expensive. But I know she love it. Yeah, she told me, boy, you so impressive. No Japanese, but she told me so. Wagwan with the Wagwan. Thunder Lips, how we doing? Yo, pretty good. Awesome. Uh, hey, look, just before you start, quickly, so let's talk about our sponsors. White Studios. Apparently, you guys have worked there before. That's Many true. times. Okay. Tell me about them. How cool oh, are they? So white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so running off that, White Studios, one of the awesome sponsors we've got. Um, they've hooked us up with all our camera equipment. You can't see them right now. They're looking at me, but they're beautiful, man. Looks really dope in here. Um, Isaac Bell actually locked in that sponsorship. Yeah, he hit them up. He's worked with them quite a, quite a bit before, hiring equipment off them. Ask them if they'd like to partner up, and it's really awesome, man. It's such beautiful equipment they've hooked us up with. Soundcave is another one of our sponsors. Um, dudes actually drove for like four hours last night to come help set up the sound equipment. Beautiful. I know. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, only a few people willing to do that kind of shit, so that's been really cool. The playground. This is our two-on-point studio. The mannequin in the background. Hang in. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. That's, nice. that's my boy, Mucho. Two-on-point. Really appreciate you guys having us here. Thunderlips. Beautiful to have you. Thank you so much for coming. It's been wonderful yarning until Isaac sorted out all the sound equipment. Yeah, we've pre-yarned. <laughs> yeah, and now we've run out of yarn, so we've got nothing to say, do we? Should we just go home now? <laughs> all right, guys, so tell us a bit about yourselves, man. So what do you guys actually do? We're a director. You're a director, so that's like a Siamese type thing? We come together like Voltron. Okay, I see, I see, I see. And what kind of artists do you guys worked with? Voltron. <laughs> What kind of people have you guys worked with before? Um, some of our favorites are a guy called Sheepdog and Wolf. Is that the one with in the Outback yep. in Australia? Yeah. That's really, you guys need to see that. What's the docker called on YouTube for people to look that the up? The Sun Hates Me. The Sun Hates Which Me. Which is a lyric from that song. But okay. Yeah, but the, the most of the artists we work with, because if you say you make music videos, the first thing anyone asks you is, okay, who you made songs for? And yep. I always just say, I usually say, well, you won't know any of them because they're usually very small, independent New Zealand artists, and there's a lot of those guys, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's like our thing is we like taking really interesting music, and that's usually done by people who aren't that well known, not because mainstream. they got nothing to lose, oh, yeah. you know. And I so they make the most interesting shit. Yeah, they'll let us go crazy Run with it. on their song, whereas when you get a label. And managers and everything involved it has to be politically correct and all that shit. Speaking my language, speaking my language. I fully agree. And so when you say these artists let you run with it, as in do they have any creative direction, any input, or do they just literally just let you run with it full stop? Sometimes they, they can have a lot of input. Other times, you know, like with that one in the desert, that's all us. You know, we just like, they, they give us the song and it's our job to figure out the visuals because we're the visual people, uh, you know. They came sure. up with the music. And that's, that's an, job. and that's the brief, you know, the music just like tells you exactly what you need to do. You just need to be good enough at making visuals to read that. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do you hit the mark? As in like they give you full creative control and you make something like just you two and then they're like, yo, you hit. So when you run with it, how often are they completely stoked with it and they say, yeah, that's exactly uh, what I want? I, I think, it, I think except for maybe a couple times, it's, it's, it's pretty much all the time. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I don't think we we ever fuck that up if we if we totally have the the control you know because we're our own harshest critics yeah you know we sure. don't need someone looking over our shoulder telling us 
to to try harder you know uh. we're trying hard for us and and often harder than they even want us to you know that's really cool right? but uh back to your question about how involved they are they can get real involved and we love that one of our favorite people to work with is this uh chick called indie force okay and that's 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 actually her legal name but she's in a she's in a yeah she was born with the name Indira Force. Indira. Yeah. That's, that's or Indy. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool it's a beautiful name. She um, was the singer in Dopro who have since disbanded. The band Dopro. Dopro. P R A H. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Buzzy. Yeah. yeah, we made a killer J-pop video for them. And she was the vocalist. Yes. Okay. You and now she's gone solo. You guys still get the award that you did. Mm, which award? <laughs> Which award? No, no we, we were nominated. We've never won, though, we've never won that award, yeah. but we've been nominated several times. What awards have you won? Because I, I, you guys are award-winning directors, and I, and I think that's pretty cool. There's what have you guys won? One of the funny awards is um, best music video at the Show Me Shorts Film Festival. Show Me Shorts. Yep, it's a short film. Did festival. you win it for that for that whole Outback thing? The funny thing, uh, I think we did. Yes, no, but we. The funny thing about that award is we're the only people who have ever won it. Those festivals been going for like five years or something, and I'm pretty sure we've won it every single time. That's crazy. We should, maybe we should fact. Is there anyone that. else applying for it? Oh yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay. Every <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's the there thing. There are other people nominated. Yeah, every yeah. Have to sit in front of us. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah, it's it, I, and I think that's crack up. But I also give mad props to that festival for having the courage to do that because straight up we do make the best music videos. You know, like yeah, they. They were they were the best music videos that the judges could have chose, I, and I'm like, there must have been some political pressure to be like, hey, shouldn't someone else win this award this year? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love your confidence, bro. I know, so, man. We definitely should have won it every time. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. You know your worth, right? Well, it's not my worth. It's not my worth at all. It's totally just like I looked at the other videos too. I saw the other the so nominees. There were other nominees. Removed from yourself. Well, judgment as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I can actually uh, claim that. DMT. <laughs> That's the way it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, would drinking scotch for breakfast and eating dry coffee grounds have anything to do with your success? Because <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read that and I found that quite interesting. Yeah. I found that funny. No, I think that's only holding us back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Imagine how good we could be. Especially with the hot sauces I drops thing, right? Yeah, we've been making our own hot sauce, our own Thunderlips hot sauce. Really? Like an actual? You want to release that as a product? No, nah, not so much. Maybe we'd give it to people. Hey, did you bring one along by any chance? No, should have. We're not in. Li- we're not in like commercial production. That's okay. We're in the tr- we're in the trialing phase. Ah, okay. How well, when we say hot, I'm African, so when you say hot sauce, is it going to impress an African, or are we talking just like? You mean in its spiciness or in yeah. its flavor? Because Africa is known for both. Let's go flavor. I'm, I'm not much of a spice dude. It'd impress your flavor. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll be extra hot at Nando's, bro. <laughs> 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 that shit's not. That's, that's not. That's not. If it's too that spicy, is hot. you lose that the flavor. Yeah, huh? well, that Nando's, it does get hot. Okay, cool. So what's, what's up for you guys next? Like, what are you guys planning this year? What's, what's, on, the, what's on the agenda? Well, like, we, we did have a bunch of plans, but we've just been, we've been really slammed. Because the other thing we do is we make commercials, and, and we didn't make a commercial after, until about five years after making a whole bunch of music. Sorry, after five years of making music videos. Yeah. And then we were like, what, you know, what else can we do? And it wasn't that we wanted to give up making music videos, but we're like, it's fun for someone to come along with $200,000 and be like, make this script. 
because you get to work with the best toys and the best crew and, and mm, for a change you can like, give back a little bit <laughs> monetarily which I don't think is like as important as some crew members make out but sure. it's like it is cool to be like hey you know all those times you helped out music videos now we can pay you a bit of money and come it's, work yeah. on this commercial it's got to be said that all that stuff that we talked about being so good um, one of the reasons I, I, I don't want to take too much credit for it mm. is that there's a lot of people involved in making moving pictures. Right, you know, you've right. got camera people, lighting right. people, makeup people, and all kinds of people. And they work incredibly hard. And we, all we're doing is like trying to get the best ideas out of them. We're using their ideas, you know, because it's about the details. And those people do it for the love, like us. Mm -hmm. You know, we've never made any money off a music video. Yeah, we've never been paid for making one. We don't want to be paid for it because there's not enough money to do what we want to do for the concept and be paid. So yeah, so That's like really cool. like Sean's saying, the 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 biggest thing is the crew. You know, this incredible crew that comes together to work on a on a music video for free, and commercials are a way that we can. Finally, pay them, Finance. you know, and yeah, we got yeah, yeah. so much to pay back. You kind of answered the question that I was going to ask you, but do you get into commercials for the money or because you want to kind of sharpen your sword in that avenue? Mm. Uh, when we, I, I don't do anything for money yeah. as a rule, like nothing. I will starve to death first before I, before I lift a finger for money. But when we were, so, so, so what I, what I, what my what I told myself when we were going around like talking to companies being like hey we'd make commercials you know if you want us to sure uh, was that we have to come up with all of the ideas for a music video but what a commercial uh, offers us is like a really interesting idea from really talented creative people that work at ad agencies and we were like fuck we love being on set and making stuff and doing the craft of cinema that's our shit but it's a pain in the ass having to start from zero and invent the whole concept. Wouldn't it be cool if someone came to you with a really with cool it. idea yeah, yeah, right. and a budget, yeah. you know, and, and that so means we get more time on set. Your job is execution. But you your ideas yeah. in, but you can yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like expand yeah. it. Like Part of the work is done for us, which just gets us to the make. You know, it's hard because you, as a filmmaker, it's not like, a writer or a musician who owns their own instrument or something you can't even practice without like 40 other people helping right. you out and like thousands of dollars worth of equipment just to like practice just to know what a dolly shot is good for you yeah, know okay, because you need you a dolly for that shot you I know it's you. a pain in the ass so the creative idea technically musically speaking that's the only way i can relate to things the, the creative com the creative aspect of it is that the composer and then all the cameramen and the crew talking about would be the orchestra. And you guys, I guess, would be the conductors that make them all work in place. Yeah, that's right. But cool. a conductor can't even practice conducting unless he's got an orchestra. <laughs> yeah, you know? you. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> How did you guys actually meet, you two? Because uh, the chemistry between you is you guys are quite diverse, but it's dynamic and it works really well. Different accents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, we shouldn't really be sitting here because we both turned each other down. Like, <laughs> he looked at my work and he was like, this guy's fucking terrible. Yeah. I, I met him once and I was like, what an asshole. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, always that's true though yeah, yeah but but for some reason it, it it transpired that we took a punt on each other and i i think i shot a short film that yeah, he yeah, was yeah. directing and it and you know we did we loved the experience and then it went from there yeah that's right yeah i was making a short film and i really needed a cameraman and someone uh, my friend who had written the film was like oh this guy's sean this guy's sean i saw the work and i was like fuck no 
this is terrible you know and then for some reason we had, you know my wife who's the producer was like no we got you know we need a camera let's meet with this guy met with him and i was like oh yeah no he's he's cool he it would be cool if he'd do it so we asked him to do it and he was like no he like he met with us about it and he it was like turned us down and so what was we, the gelling moment what was that uh, I don't think it happened in person or anything because after, sometime after that, we still hadn't found a cameraman. And so I think we just begged him. I think someone wrote him like an email <laughs> that was just begging him. And for some reason, he changed his mind. So like cool. the gelling moment was when, <laughs> whenever he was alone with his laptop making that decision, <laughs> I guess. How long ago was this? This moment? Yeah, yeah. seven years ago, yeah, yeah, probably. Because yeah. you guys been together since what, 2013? Well, we that wasn't that wasn't where Thunderlip started. Okay, you know, okay. that was when we first worked together. And yeah, and and Sean was the cameraman. Um, and then uh, Sean would direct a music video at one time, and he asked me to be the cameraman. And so we were kind of like swapping off that job. And and it wasn't even our idea to both be the director. It actually happened because a friend of ours worked on a commercial okay. in the in like on friday uh -huh. and then it was his job to put the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of camera and lens equipment back in the lockbox at the camera company obviously not going <laughs> to disclose which company that <laughs> yeah, was fair call, fair call. and he realized it's a long weekend no one is going to come and see whether that camera is here yeah no, of course not for the next three days so he starts calling his buddies who make music videos shout out to al wad by the way that's that's who did this um and he called me and sean uh you know it's like separately and for whatever reason like didn't get through i don't think he got through to me and he did get through to sean he sort of asked us both hey do you want to direct a music video and we both said yes i see but you're asked separately we were asked separately okay and then it was like oh awkward they both said they'd direct the music video and we were like no that's cool let's both direct the music video and i yeah and it was and it was it was the be it was the best time and that's probably the so that was the beginning of you guys yeah, yeah yeah what, what name thunderlux what is that where is it from a couple uh, places <laughs> thunder and lips it's ho the name of hulk hogan's character in one of the rocky movies ah uh, okay 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 three, okay. three. I never know. That's why I was stalling. I wanted you to. I wanted you to tell Save that whole me. part because I didn't want to get the Rocky wrong. Okay, so once you guys came up with Thunderlips, has it? Where's it taking you? Well, like, no. It also it also means something else. Okay. You know how Sean was saying that um, a lot of the artists we work with, people don't know who they are, uh, and yet they're amazing. You know, uh, w the other thing about Thunderlips is it. It sounds kind of like a megaphone or something mm, mm. like something that amplifies mm. something else and that's how we how we want to be for the musicians that we make videos for we want to take something totally unknown nobody knows about this and suddenly people all over the world are talking about it blogging about it listening to for their sure, music bro. finding the rest of their music because, because they saw did. a sick video mm. oh, all the time G all the all the time well you we we get so many like Vimeo staff pics and so many blogs write shit about our work because it's so interesting for whatever reason that yeah we can like tangibly say that there would be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that have listened to this New Zealand music 
because of the videos, without a doubt, probably millions. I'm just going to jump to the other side of the world and ask where your accent is from. My accent is sort of confused because I I grew up moving around a lot. Okay. As in with with filming or just... No, no, no. Like when I was a kid. I'm from here. Yeah. I was born in Mount Albert. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, me neither. But when when I was five, my family moved to Europe lived there for 14 years and then I came back and the accent is just it's fucked okay. as a result and you sound English am I yeah right? yeah I'm yep yeah okay. you, you weren't born here yeah. I was not born here I moved here about 13 years ago what brought you here I came here to study film and I went to this really shitty film school and, <laughs> Don't say <laughs> and that's like and it was 10 it was it was just 10 month one year course and they but they're just like okay this is a close-up this is an over shoulder and then you Primary kind of school shit. yeah exactly and that's great because I there were a lot of people there who knew all that shit and they had a much worse a time than I did there you but I knew absolutely about nothing about <laughs> yeah yeah right but I well knew nothing about filmmaking I want to just want to point out there that that's not entirely true in that Sean Sean is a is a an expert on like culture mm. you know like you had watched so many movies so many times mm. over that's I think. You were intrinsically actually very good at that shit. Okay. But sorry, go on with the story. But it was the practicalities that I knew absolutely nothing of. And that was cool. And then it just like sets you up and then... Oh, so you're saying, oh shit, but you needed that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, okay, it okay. Was, it was, you know, it was the complete opposite of going somewhere where they taught you, you know, about the soul of filmmaking mm. or, you know, like maybe New York had that. NYU or something. That's but, right. But I liked it because it was just in, out, boom, t- takes you the stuff. And then you're like, shit. Five, maybe five years after that I was like terrible everything I made was really bad okay. but you're, you're practicing and working and you are getting better and, and eventually if you stick at it for long enough you do you, you start making good shit mm. I can kind of relate to that because I did um, audio engineering so they teach you like the practical things how to do but you don't actually really start learning until you leave school and you start experimenting with recording people yeah. and mixing your yeah, own totally. stuff like, did you graduate like from that? <laughs> and he's now one of the, like that's the best sound engineers in Auckland. That speaks volumes because you're one of the, you know what I mean. You're, the, you're one of the best at what you do. Yeah, but you do <laughs> learn once you leave, bro. Honestly, they teach you how to set up a microphone mm. and like practical things like the distance from a mic and all that kind of stuff. But to actually create and mold and produce a sound, you have to be out in the world and do that. So then a good question off that would be, what would you recommend for someone who has the, because um, obviously nowadays every time Dick and Harry with a cannon is making films and you know taking photo- photos, for someone who wants to stand out and really find the soul in, in filmmaking or you know doing photographs or creative creative um, endeavors, what would your advice be? How, how, you know, how would they hone in on finding that inner point of difference of genius within themselves rather well, than just being I, a typical cameraman? Maybe before before I answer that question, you should I should just say that, that um, Jordan is the complete opposite of me. He's That's never true. been to school in his life. He was homeschooled. He's never been to film school, obviously. That, That's so cool. And so, like, and he is also an excellent filmmaker. So there is no path, you, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No I, right path. I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify that by saying it's really helped me uh, working so much with Sean because he's kind of taught me about culture. No, no, not sure. the practical things. The culture. <laughs> no, the culture of things. yeah, yeah, the practical things. For some reason, you know, because I, I guess I've always, ha- since I was a kid, I've had cameras. I've n- known I want to be a filmmaker since I was like nine. So I've like, 
I know all the practical things. Yeah, yeah, okay. For me, it's it's the it's the you know that stuff is irrelevant. You know, you know that stuff actually can't help you at all okay. if you don't understand the tradition in which you're working. You know what the medium of cinema is, what it has been to people, what the genres are, what they what they do. You know, uh, you you have and so so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question about the advice. Sorry, before you do, before you do, when you just going back to what you just said. Would that be by looking up history? Would it be by watching film and studying in certain ways? Or well, you're pr- what, what this, that is the answer that okay. I was about to give you, okay. and and it was, Sorry. and it's it's <laughs> also it's. I was inspired recently. Someone was telling me that some great photographer had given people this advice, like stop buying equipment. You don't need your fucking Canon 5D. You, that that that's bullshit. Buy spend that money on photo books if you're going to be a photographer this is for stills photo books yeah for if you wanted to be a still photographer okay. buy photo books because there are you know they're they're they cost like a hundred bucks for like a big beautiful book of of a series of photographs by a great photographer okay. and they're coming out all the time they're the equivalent of maybe watching all the movies you know okay. that's where you you know so, so yeah so it's what you were saying before i'm gonna say the best advice is to consume the work mm. That's all Quentin Tarantino did. That guy worked at a movie store. He's just a film nerd. He's just seen all the movies. Yeah, but it's my favorite director. But from but yeah, so but but that's how that's how he learned, you know. And and so I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say, yeah, that or do what I did and have a friend who did it. <laughs> just, what you just said before that's so valuable pretty hard yeah, same like, consume it you gotta love it and you study it that's what I did with music before I even wanted to stop you just listen to it I love music yeah, you yeah. drown like, yourself in it you, you know? start that's, to like that's your education I listen to the same song ten times in a row <laughs> and study it differently no time. one can yeah. tell me shit yeah. but it's like you're listening to little bits every time you yeah. start Bro. that's beautiful advice man for real oh, would yeah. your advice be the same or would you have something a bit of perspective to add to that no, I think well, I could I could elaborate a little bit. Are you having gone to film school? They're they're like you get these film school guys who want to be a director so bad, and they've like they they you know maybe they're into comic book films, and that's all they've seen. They've just seen twenty comic book movies, and they just try and copy, and it all you know, and it turns out shit because yeah. obviously you're you're <laughs> shit anyway because you're still. When you say comic book films, you mean like yeah, like Marvel Sin City? films. You know? Okay, okay, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> Superhero for, movies. For what okay. you have to do is like <coughs> go deeper than that, and you may you know like find out who the masters are, like Imar Bergen. He, Bergman, he's like this, uh, is he Swedish? Swedish. Swedish director who made these like really slightly morose like odd um, movies in the 1960s in black and white in Sweden. And like I've watched some and they're hard work mm. and they don't necessarily jump out to you and wouldn't necessarily jump out to like some not at the year be- old yeah. kid. Not at the beginning. But, yeah, but, but they, they are like works of art and so you can take little bits from them Mm. And, you know, all the people that have wa- made the best superhero movies, you fucking bet your ass that they've watched those movies and yeah, they'll okay, take little you. bits from them. Yeah, specifically, Ingmar Bergman, the guy you're talking about, is the guy that Steven Spielberg says is the greatest screenwriter of all time. Oh, wow. It's like, and it'll just, yeah. Crazy. So it's like, you have to push yourself. The guy who writes the movies. Is that dialogue? No, the whole story. Like the you write the whole, no, no, you write, no, different guy, he writes the script. So the whole story. He writes the whole story. 
crazy. And they are, they're the, you know, they're the people that are the hardest to find. Certainly in New Zealand, there are like not many good screenwriters, and it's the m- probably the okay. most important job in making a good mm. movie. Would a screenwriter just be a really good creative writer? Is that is that all it is? It's just, it's just creative no, writing, or is it a person no, who understands drama? It's not someone who understands movies. Okay. Because you're writing a movie. No, okay, it's not just. So you're specifically writing for moving pictures. Which is different to writing because no one's going to read the script. So I mean, you have to understand what's going to be happening with yeah, the dialogue yeah, on, on yeah, the yeah. visually. Yeah, well, not just the dialogue because you are writing the dialogue. But yeah, yeah, exactly, the visuals. So what, would you recommend international movies? Because I've seen some real weird you know, French movies and German movies like Run, Lola, Run and whatnot that we have to study. Have you ever seen that yeah. shit? Tom Tweiker. It's like, it's weird shit, bro. But you look at that and you're like, that's actually really interesting. It's different. Yeah. From what we're used to, yeah, yeah. so with international movies, would you would, are there any ones you'd want to stay away from, or wants to delve into more, or just absorb and consume yourself in everything? Yeah, I think everything. I think the the advice. If we're still on the advice mm. buzz, the advice is everything. Okay, cool shit, cool shit. Yeah. Nah, that's beautiful, man. That's dope shit. So, how old are you guys at the moment? How old? Yeah, what's you guys' ages? I'm thirty. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm 37. So I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm old. Like I started late. Well, on the scale of yeah. eternity, right? <laughs> what's no what's age? <laughs> yeah, you're like 15 years old. <laughs> you mean 15 years left? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we've got. You look 15 years from death <laughs> right now. This is my. You told me you're 25, and I would have believed it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think it's a thing with creatives, bro. Even like your mindset is youthful. You yeah, I mean? it really like, is, man. Because people that are in, in, in your guys' industry and of your age, you normally I'm used to being told PC shit. Really am. L- live within the box. Listen to your teachers. Go to fucking uni. You know? And, I, and I'm, I'm really... It's really refreshing to hear people who are who look completely different from us, who do something very different from us, but live it in a very fucking similar I way of, like you know, thinking. music and film go hand in oh, hand, bro. Of well, we do put music in the movie, <laughs> and you put videos on top of music. That's right. right that's right. For real. We've, we've recently we've, we've made two commercials recently. One was for Kiwi plates. We, Jordan actually wasn't in the country, so I made that on my own. And then the next one was has been for Meridian Energy. Oh, buzzing. And we have a friend of ours called Ruben Winters, and he goes by the name of Totems. Is is he's like a music shouts producer. to oh, Totems. He's, he's like he's shouts so Totems. good. And so we, God bless you. we were like, <laughs> who would be the best to make this music? And so we've got him to make this music, the last two, the music for the last two commercials, and which is so cool because like he just needs to write thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Gets, he'll get paid like more money than than make for him to make like five albums, you know. And so he can take that money and then go and like make more music. So you're saying it's the director's choice what music goes with the. Yeah, but it's a hard sell. Like being a director, especially in like a commercial, mm. you, you spend basically the whole time, which is usually about four weeks when you make a commercial, okay. from getting the script to actually signing it off. And do you choose the music after you've got the visuals? Well, you, you're fighting for it the whole time. You, you're I need just to get your email. fighting against making the commercial shit. That's okay, what everyone okay, wants okay. to do. They want to go you. middle of the road because yeah. they don't want to take risks because someone might tell them off. And have you and been so told like off though for what you've what you've done? All day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and you lose some battles, but the battle that we were like really <laughs> stoked with having won is like getting this guy Ruben to make some music for our commercials because it's so different. Normally, you, you know, they the same old guys make the same old music. Yeah, of course, bro. And so it's like ag- again for us, like trying to bring these like guys we like. <laughs> 
through with us and to help them out a bit, you know, and they help us out. So then does a musician watch the ad first with no sound and then put the music on to create something for it? Or does it, he, do you just give him the concept as right in writing? Uh, either way, but in this case, he actually watched the storyboard. Okay, cool. Yeah. And sure. what, he's, what he's made is, is so good, and it's like unlike anything you would get Gangster. in the ad world. So, uh, when you said issues before, I was curious, what's, what's, the, what's the massive obstacle you guys have faced? Have you guys faced any recently, or um, since you started as Thunderlips? Well, I suppose last year was my, I guess, was kind of a hard year for me as, as a Thunderlip, because we, ba we didn't work much, you know? And, and it, in, in some ways that was really great for Jordan, because he just had a baby. Oh, so he, he could like really I didn't personally have the baby yeah <laughs> he could, Congrats, he could concentrate on on being a, a dad to this wonderful child um for a year and so that's that's great but i was like sitting around being like let's oh, i need to make I need some to do shit. something going yeah. crazy here. and it wasn't jordan didn't not want to make shit it just like we pitched on stuff we didn't win it or um we got sent songs we pitched on them we didn't win it and so sometimes you just don't you just don't make shit, and I, and I guess you know you have to. This be might sound a bit too weird or hippie or spiritual, but I was saying this to Isaac last night actually because we were talking about how for the past year he's kind of um, just really wanted to get into creative projects, and until this podcast came along, he's been working on stuff. But he, this is finally something he's very like you know excited about, and um, there was a lull where he just kind of needed that thing to be excited about. And I said something to him just sort of off the cuff without thinking that I that kind of relates now. Um, trust in the universe. If you're not getting work and it's not coming, she's blocking it, bro. And th maybe yeah, there's totally. needs you need to learn or grow from or face because, for example, like Frank Ocean, bro, when he dropped, what, what is it, Channel Orange? After Channel Orange, it was four years before he dropped Blonde, and he was being given shit. You know, where, where are you with your music? And he said, my, my, I don't make music for you guys. I love my fans, no doubt. Uh, you know, I love the support, but I make music to tell stories of my experiences, and I needed to just live a bit more and Wait, experience a bit more. You know, day, strong. Right? And I was like, when you have that like block, it's not really a block. I, like well, yeah. I, I used to see it as a block, but now I a necessary I've, process. I've like, I just think it's like a time to absorb mm. experiences before you output. And then you channel those experiences into your creative projects. Absolutely. As a like, from a musician's point of view, that's how I see Absolutely, it. Absolutely, bro. It's not a block. Like sometimes you're like, fuck, maybe I'm trash. Like, I'm not <laughs> you know, like maybe I'm not making, I'm not making anything. I've like, lost the sauce. For this, but you just need to absorb experiences. And then when the time comes, you yeah. spew it out, you know? Like 100%. sometimes when, when you write, a, like when I go through that shit, like when when it comes out, fucking pisses pouring rain, bro. Like mm. it just comes out, you know? It's like a rubber band. You got to get stretched before you can mm. fly through, you know? Before right, you right, can right. So mm. I genuinely just see it like that. And I think when you view it like that, the, the process of being in a lull or not anything coming becomes a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, but yeah. I, I guess for you, you had a cute little fucking baby to go home to. Eh? Yeah, I was, I was distracted. <laughs> you know, it should only be positive. It has to be. Of course, man. You know? Otherwise, it, it's, it's at your own detriment. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So speaking of babies, I'm oh, sorry, but I love babies, man. It's cute. Oh, I'm telling my girlfriend we want one. ASAP, ASAP. But um, tell me about it. How old is she? He. Uh, it is. It doesn't know. It doesn't. It doesn't know what what gender it is. Oh, come on, take it's it's a girl. Okay, I just felt like you know the universe will just give you a girl. I guess I'm you just deserve. saying I, I I sometimes do say it because she doesn't know you know. She's, but I mean she, she right? She's a she. Yeah, well maybe she does. I don't know. <laughs> she's real interested in dicks right now. 
fascinated. You mean drawings of dicks? Or is nah, it like when she sees you walk past like Fascinated with my dick. Fascinated <laughs> with my dick. But sometimes I live I live with like 20 people, and so there's there are a lot of other dicks around. Not necessarily like exposed or anything, but like she will. Fascinated. You mean like, as in she's very like, okay, wow, there's a dick. No, she's like, she, she like, she'll point, she'll be naked for whatever reason, just hanging out, and she'll point at her own junk and be, and then, and then point at mine. Okay, okay. As in like, why is it missing or why do you have something extra? Well, no, I mean like, I'll be wearing clothes or whatever, and she'll make me take my pants off (laughs) so that, because, and she'll insist, she'll be like, She'll be like, she'll be like upset about it because she's like, she's trying to learn something. She's like, this is weird, you know. This is different. We're similar in a lot of ways, mm. you know. This is. Do different. you have that? Does she, does does she she's talk? the same with the beard. Does, okay, does she talk? Oh yeah. Well, How old she's. Is she? Oh yeah. So she's seventeen months old. So I, I don't. I don't know why people. They do that. don't. I don't know really. They don't talk like they don't say sentences, but she says lots what, of words. Months, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, that's like a year, year and a half. Something like that. Okay. Okay. I see. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's I. Yeah. I only say it that way because it's easier to count. You know, you don't have to think about it. So it's weird. just like, like from yeah, time to time, I just add a month. Months. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Has, she started, not, yeah. has she started talking yet? Like proper sentences or certain words? Lots of words, but not sentences. Cool. And do you talk to her like a baby or do you talk to her like an adult? Oh, we, we fucking talk. We talk. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. She, told, she told my f- flatmate to fuck off the other day. <laughs> um, hey, do you vent? Do you like tell her? Do you vent? Yeah. Even though she doesn't understand, you can just... Well, she does. She does. I think um, one. I think I. I was. I. I was. Uh, I remember being upset, but maybe only the one time since she's been born. And you kind of have to explain, like that you're upset or why you're upset or whatever. So she understands to read yeah. emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But I don't. I mean, I. D- if I. If I'm. If I wasn't uncontrollably like weeping, I. I don't think I would. I would never. I wouldn't come up to the baby and make up a problem to. <laughs> So no, I don't. But I don't think. But also, I don't think I have any problems. Mm. Mostly, you know. Mm. That's cool. I'm very privileged. Yeah, it's a privilege to be. It's be. It's a privilege to be happy, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I just got a baby coming as well. Yeah, boy. Right. Or was that not meant to be announced yeah, on here? So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, he's got a baby coming. Cool. I used to have cool. a baby. What that was a cool time. Listen. I, I guess I would I, I like to I like to to point out that it's a complete uh, human being. <laughs> it's it's like it's got its own rights from the very beginning. People sometimes treat little people it's like they the don't have rights yeah. or something. He's not pro life here, by the way. It's, it's could be confused. From <laughs> 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 <Ron> birth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm not saying necessarily that when took it a starts. Very dark twist. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, you just say a lot of times people just like they they do things to children that you would never do to another adult. Yeah, of course. Just, just like the child's like, I don't want to leave up. here right now. I don't want to leave right now. And they pick them up and they leave. Imagine doing that to an adult. If I did that to fucking you, you would be upset. You know, like it's it's an in, it's a yeah. It's like and and it, and this makes problems for me in my day to day life, obviously because. I, tr- I, I act it out, you know, I respect the ch- what the child wants to do, and sometimes it wants weird shit, you know, the other day, it had no pants on, dragged me out of the house, and started walking down the street um, to the to the park, and I kept, you know, stopping and, and, and trying to pick her up and being like, hey, can we go back and get the stroller or something, you know, because yeah. I knew she's going to wear, it's like nighttime, she's going to wear herself out at the park, and then I'm going to have to carry her back, you know, so I wanted the stroller. And she refused, and I was like, "Okay, I just you know." We when you draw the line, it. when they're wanting to do something that, even though they have the right to, you know, is not best for them because as an adult, you know, that's not good for them. 
Uh, I need draw the line. I think that's a contest of wills that you're creating, and I think it's so easy to use that as an excuse when wow. it's mostly not true. Wow, that's like so I cool. really don't think necessarily there is such a line. You know, like if you're if you're real about it, I I'm like I'd be it'd be hard to people oh. people are always saying things like. You gotta teach them there's boundaries or whatever. No, no I'm telling you more like there's a stove on and it's fiery hot red and they wanna grab it. Well, I mean, you're not gonna be like, well, go and learn. Here's the thing, you know, you, you if you are, if that is your attitude, it, which it has, it, which it has been mine, okay. uh, in print because I believe in the principle, yeah, you know, same. I'm like gonna take it to the hilt. Yeah. So I'm like totally fine with her touching whatever. I talk about it. But long, long before she gets near a hot stove, children come in contact with other hot shit that's not quite that hot. Like, you know, along the way, like mm. teacups and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. So long before they get to a hot stove, they learn that hot does, does hurt. You know, if you let them touch all the hot shit... They learn way faster than if you... Because then it becomes that forbidden fruit they want to bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's okay. not going to touch a hot stove. Are you going to touch a hot stove? You know? And, and if she wants to, fuck it. You know? It's her hand. <laughs> Let her learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but she's already... She's learned long before she gets near the hot stove. You know? I can say 17 months in, you're a lot wiser than some people that have been parents for decades, man. That's really cool. That's generous. Yeah, nah, that's really cool, bro. For real. I used to, um, I used to be a dad for like almost two years. Um, I think it was no, actually two years. Yeah, on her second birthday, I found out it wasn't my daughter through the courts and whatnot. Wow. Long story, very long story. But um, wow. it was kind of intense being in this very toxic. That's cool, bro. Yeah, no sweat. <laughs> no, wow. no, no, no way. But it was kind of interesting being in a very uh, toxic place where it was kind of she was a bargaining chip, you know, more so than a. Wow. But not for my. But at the same time, it was more the fact that um I was a slave to a situation where in order to be able to have this relationship with such a little beautiful thing I was attached to. I needed to just adhere to certain demands by certain people, you know? Yeah, Jesus. And not just one person. I'm not talking about the mother. Of I'm just course. talking about just situations, of courts, course. people, you know, family, things like that. But um, it's kind of intense having this crazy, I don't, fucking, I'm not ready for a kid. I'm too young and then it just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, shit, you fall balls deep Nobody's in love. Nobody's ever ready. You fall so in love with it and then it gets taken away and it's kind of like, okay, but now I just want a kid, like, ASAP. Wow. ASAP. So, That's so this is, to hear that from you was really cool, bro. Thank That's you. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. What a story. Yeah, thank you for wow. Gets a lot more intense than that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Have you got wow. any kids, bro? No. No? Plan on it? Oh, yeah. I, I, I love children. Um, Dope. I'm in a situation where my girlfriend is actually quite young. She's 22. I'm 37. And so she's she she wants to do other shit before she has a kid. And so I'm, I, I'm not going to make anyone do anything they don't want to do. I was also going to say, I find it interesting. Do you find it weird how in society we have this thing of, like, for example, 22 and 30? To me, that is nothing. Like, that is... My parents are my, my father's I think eight years or ten years older than my mom, but what why why do we have that thing around? I reckon personally, if she's like fifteen and you're twenty five, okay, you know what I mean, bro. But <laughs> it sounded like you were saying the other thing. <laughs> what fifteen and five? No, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Go on, carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I just feel like once once someone is over like eighteen, twenty, bro, I just feel like that whole age thing. I, sorry, it might be completely off no, topic, no, but I was like, because we have works. this, we, we give this um disclaimer almost like a pretext, you know, like. Oh, but she's a lot younger. I just think that's so unnecessary. Yeah, well, the only Why reason do do I mentioned that? is relevant with the baby having thing. children. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We were talking earlier about um, literature, linguistics. Oh. 
And so when when you brought that up, I found it quite interesting. I love your your guys the way your, your the way your guys brain works when you talk about certain random topics. For example, when we talk about languages, you taught me that Africans actually came up with numbers. Uh, yeah, you yeah. We, we invented you, numbers. Yeah, you would. That's that, cool. Yeah, I you latched onto that because you're because you're Cause an I'm African. African prince. Hundred <laughs> percent. Pharaoh, that's, that's tight. Pharaoh, <laughs> you're Pharaoh. Yeah. Princess is a Western thing, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Whoa. You better be mad. It's off to the courtyard to hang you oh, next yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I find that cool. What's about, guys? It's about time. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite? About time we hang the white man. <laughs> Like We've had it good for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> We've been riding high. So wait, Jordan, Sean, which one's Sean, which one's Jordan? You're Jordan, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, Jordan will be the first image. Sometimes people say Shorten by accident. Mm. It's really mm. weird. This <laughs> <laughs> might get awkward because I've got a sneezing foot now. <laughs> to sneeze this happens for the next like 10 15 that's minutes great. this is good that should be a, sh- a part of the show it should be like a part of the interlude my sinuses are fucked man. that's I've got, so I've good got the worst hay fever when i came to new zealand as a six-year-old i caught asthma hay fever a whole bunch of shit that we didn't know what the hell it was back yeah home. right i hear you that just have sand <laughs> <laughs> well yeah ethiopia is landlocked yeah, like djibouti right. and kenya stop us from any water wow so yeah, we don't know what water is besides in a cup so it's kind of weird being here and everyone's like Seafood, like mussels, is, I do not understand that. I look at them and I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, you're not the only it one. It looks like I kind of want to put my dick in it, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know what I mean? I, I don't feel you, yeah. yeah. But sorry, taking you back to the TV shows and linguistics. What's some cool movies that you'd recommend people to watch? For example, like, what would be your pick for a movie one must watch to really appreciate filmmaking? Purple Rain. <laughs> uh, Purple Rain by what? What the, what the fucking, the, what's it called? The Oprah one. Prince. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is that a movie? Yeah. What? Purple Rain. Is there a movie called Purple Rain yeah. by Prince? Yep. There I thought it was the song. This is a public. This is a public service announcement. Okay, hit me. We're going out on on all channels that we can get on right now, saying there is a movie. It's called Purple Rain. It's all about Prince. New. No. Old. No, it's old school. What year is that? I would say eighty-four. Eighty-four, and and 85? you must all watch it. <laughs> Ideally. In a kind of uh, a, a situation, maybe a kind of a romantic situation. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it's a romantic movie. No, <laughs> nobody. Public service announcement over. Nobody who, who heard that is going to be disappointed. I okay, so Purple Rain is Thunderlips pick for a movie to watch. Because if, <laughs> if people watch this shit, it's shit. We're going to hear about it, not you guys. <laughs> is it really bad? Subjective. The. The performances, the musical performances in that movie are probably the best musical performances you'll ever see live or otherwise. Is it Prince playing the character Prince? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's called the kid. He's called the kid, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. is it an actual film, like a movie, or is it a documentary style? It is, actual no, film. it is, it is a, uh, so a like feature a film. No, well, kind of, yeah. Fictional biopic. Have you seen the Jimi Hendrix one? That Andre 3000 plays? No. I wasn't aware that was released. Andre 3000, Three Stacks, yeah, plays boy. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and he, oh, he oh. pulls him off, man. Nice. He pulls him off. You know, a politician asks him, um, what would you do if you, if, you ran, if, you, you know, if you ran the country or if you ran politics or something? He goes, that ain't for me, man. I just put a little bit more color in the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> How beautiful is that? Beautiful. That's, yeah, you need to watch. So that's my, that's my choice for Thunderpicks to watch. Nice. But yeah, no, cool. Nice. Purple Rain, awesome. It's your nice. Thunderpick for Thunderlips. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Quick question. Um, in regards to when you guys are on set and directing, how do you guys navigate your way through... Um, um, each other's like, like who shoots, who directs, who takes 
um, you have certain aspects in the production. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not like that. Why don't you? You want to? Um. Well, we're both. We we are the director, and and it's it's cool because when we get to set, we're both we both know exactly what it is we're here to make. And so all the decisions are, are based not on our own kind of like preferences, but what is base, what is best f for the thing, the music video or the commercial, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we can, we both have our strengths. Like, you know, Jordan's very good with actors, so he'll quite often work more with the actors. I'll work more with, with like costume or art department. And we both love, we're like, camera geeks so mm. we both love working with a cinematographer mm. sure but it's sweet because you know you get to set and there's like 50 people wanting to ask you a question you know and that's really one of the main things you're there is to like ask answer questions for the heads of department and so it means we can do it twice as fast you know yeah. work on other shit i love how you said we are the directors yeah, yeah. So say, yeah we the director. are the directors mm. so yeah so you see yourself as one unit as well. you become one and totally yeah and 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 sean absolutely nailed it before all of those little decisions that you make that that are that result in having directed something all of those should be metaphors for whatever the thing is whatever the theme or the meaning of the piece is you don't just make a decision about what lens it should be on mm. just because you like that lens so it all goes back to like it's a metaphor vision, eh? like yeah yeah. When you say it's a metaphor for for well, say you got like a you've got let's take a lens. Yeah. There's wide lenses and there's long lenses. Ah, so what's it trying to say? And they look very different and they feel very different. Specifically, sure. a lens is really about proximity. When you're on a wider lens, you have to be closer to the thing, and the people watching that shot can feel yeah, that like the camera monkey. is closer. Monkeys, yeah. So that's a that's a metaphor for how you how you want the audience to relate to that character or mm -hmm. feel about them. Mm -hmm. So the decision of what lens you're on or how where to put the camera is supposed to be a metaphor for that. Man, that's quite poetic. Okay, okay, when you completely relate to that when it comes to like even producing a song. So if I wanted something to sound like the '60s. Sorry. I'd have like some mics like this. I'd be recording uh, all analog. I'd like unless you wanted uh, to capture a sound. You, yeah, if you wanted something like real modern, you'd be using like real high end. Eight oh eight. Recording in yeah. the box, like okay. Different techniques. That little vinyl spinning sound. Yeah. That you put on all the sonic tracks. I, I love using I that. I can hundred percent relate to that. That's cool. yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And so we get we geek out hard about camera stuff, partially for that reason. Like we love to shoot on. 35 millimeter film or or 16. Have you shot an old school film? We shoot old, lots of film. 70s, 60s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like the 20s, 50s. Oh, not like the black and white with the like. Mo there is no. That's like silver nitrate film mostly, and that hasn't survived. But we, oh, but we do. We like using fundamentally that same sure, photochemical sure. process, depending on the project. Because yeah, that exactly like you're saying, the look is like the sound. Mm. You mm. know, it's got and it's got to be. It means something. It it's saying something. That comes that back to what we were saying before about, about culture. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Every sound, like That's right. I, if I was trying to make like a fucking pop record, I need to you listen to a hundred so pop records. Yeah, if you have never yeah. listened and to the Beatles, how are you going to make a pop record? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why you need to consume everything, even the shit yeah. ones, because if you want to make that shit idea but good, you need to know how the shit well, ones yeah, are made. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really... What's Again, shout out to Totems. Totems, you know, for example, yeah. like he uses a lot of styles and a lot of stuff that other people would think of as trash. 
um, you know, like real ignorant sounding shit. Yep. But he's incorporating that into his musical mm. vocabulary, you know, Dude. and saying something with it. I know the name. Like, just it's like as soon as I, like, I know the name. In fact, I, I think I know who it is, but I don't. Who's Totems? He's a musician. Yeah, but I mean, like, who's what's his name? Ruben Winter. I know the name. Like, Ruben Winters. He used to work with Phil. Okay, so you've joined them as in like you now, as in like you guys are the they, ones they go to for they, the commercials. They, no, they represent us. They don't. Act, so they, like an agent. Yeah, they're like an agent. Um, where the ad agencies put out word like, hey, we've got this commercial. We need a director. Mm. And Thickest Thieves, and specifically our producer Nick, goes and says like, oh guys, you gotta get Thunderlips to do this. Sure. You know, and so yeah, that's how that's how that goes. In regards to the ad process, obviously you got to write a treatment, a treatment to pitch for the work. Mm. How much yeah. time and energy do you guys put into your treatment? Way too much. I mean, <laughs> I, f- I fucking hate that process. It's like, like we talking ten pages, pictures. Well, it's, more, it's less to it's do with that, more about time. You know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It always ends so up it takes, being like it re- you described. Yeah, it takes about a week. And and you know, on the surface, it's really fun because me and Jordan we get to hang out and we're just like shooting the shit, coming up with ideas, and yeah. that's really cool. Like I love that. But the pre-production determines how smooth the actual process is going to be. You yeah. put a lot of time into it, just from a recording perspective. Mm. If you actually plan out your shit, you find references, you know what mics you're going to use, all that well, kind of shit. treatment's different, because in film, you guys do treatment, so that's, that, that's correct me if I'm this wrong. Is before you've even got this is treatment before, like, this is when you pitch to the people that's who right. hire you exactly. what you are going to do if they hire you. So, so you're, you're not even doing it yet. So you're telling them what you would do, and then they choose the best idea that they like. Yeah. So that's it's like, just, that's it's diff- just it's sometimes like, you have to put, song just to, sorry. you just got to put like bullshit in the treatment, you know, it's like, <laughs> we, we, we really hope, and I don't think this is true, but the, the idea speaks for itself, mm. and it, but it's not about who has the best idea. But see, that's the risk with you guys, people like you guys, for example, and I'd be used to this, because like, you, your ideas are like, if somebody, if you told someone your idea, they'd be like, but, <laughs> right, but if, that, if, if, if you I've seen that reaction, <laughs> yeah, actually. literally, yeah, that was bro. pretty good, literally every meeting, but um, if, if they actually allowed you to carry it out, it's all the finished product, mm. that is where they're, and so well, how annoying yeah. is it being in a world where you can't always show them that finished thing that, well, would, that would wow them? Well, I think it's, it's so fundamental that you don't really, you can't, you're not really allowed to be annoyed by it because it's basically the, the problem of uh, moving pictures. You can't describe a moving picture like a shot uh, okay. you know and so you can't you write you it. can't write it down yeah. you can't even really draw it you know because sometimes a lot of the details that you wouldn't draw you know would have a major effect you know on on, on what it's like so yeah so it's that f- there's a there's a leap of faith on someone's part and the whole treatment process is because everyone obviously is un- a little bit uncomfortable with that leap yeah. of faith but it's always going to be a leap of faith where you can't, I cannot tell you what it would be like to watch a movie. Of course you not. Know? Uh, you know, I can't vocalize the experience of the movie to you. It is a moving picture. And, and that's the language that we're really here to speak. Mm. And that's why it's a little bit weird to make treatments and stuff because it's you're not written. speaking your language. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like not, braille. It's not actually, yeah, <laughs> it, it's right. It's like we have to, we're like, okay, let's try to translate our shit into writing and reference still photos in a written document you know and hope 
that the people on the other side reading it can translate it back out uh, of this document into moving pictures. Frame of mind or yeah. your way of thinking. And so they don't. No. But and that's what Sean's saying is you win the treatment often based on how good your written document well, is. Not how good your moving pictures are, but how good your written document that's is. Crazy. So you know if you've got like really good designers and stuff working with you to do that to make that document, that's a big plus, you know. Which is kind of it's nothing like, to do with filmmaking. How could you explain a Denzel Washington or Al Pacino's best scenes to someone in writing? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you need to see that. Yeah. And so I got this idea, and it's, I, I want to get your feedback on it. I was telling Isaac about it the other night. You get when, Denzel. Eh? You get oh, him dude. in here. He's, get him so, in here right now. so Denzel is my favorite like African-American actor, and bro, Al Pacino is my Train favorite Day white actor. two oh, days bro. ago. <laughs> it's so my tight. My wife had not seen it. <laughs> oh, really? It's so good. Crazy. God, it's good. Our countryman. Shouts to Cliff Curtis. <laughs> he did so well in that. Yeah, he plays. He plays an essay so well. Physical. Yeah, he plays essays he's so got well. Good physicality. He's more physical than the essays. That's what's so great about. Because he's Maori. Yeah, right. he brings this extra physical. It's like taking threat. Sunny Bill to Gridiron. <laughs> Actually, you'd probably get caned. <laughs> but okay, let me tell you my, my crazy well, almost Gridiron. Those are Africans, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I hear yeah. you. I'm gonna tell you my idea. My idea was it's one of those. Moments that I had the other night. And um, so I'm thinking, imagine you shoot 50 outlandish scenes, completely separate, completely unrelated, and it's all based on the dialogue. Simple scenes, simple setting, Tarantino style, 60s, 70s vibes. And the dialogue is very, very... Um, have you ever read the book American Gods? No. You should. It's, it's so you. And, and they've got, there's this TV show on it. The TV show's done really shit, but the, the dialogue in it, it's crazy, man. It's really beautiful. It's, it's one of those conversations where it's a basic human 3D conversation, but it's saying so much spiritual, out-the-world shit. I don't know, man. It's really cool. But I want, I want to shoot 50 outlandish scenes that are completely unrelated. Some are 10 minutes long, some are 3 minutes long, some 30 seconds. And um, I want to create an album, and for each music video, we get certain scenes, put them together that best suit the music videos, take the audio out from the scenes, and just put the music in. And they're all music videos. And at the end of it, you rearrange them the way it should be chronologically. Bring, take the music out, put the audio back in, and it'll be a feature film. After the album. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's, right? It's complex. Right? So you release an album. There's 12 songs on it. Each song has a music video. The music video is randomly selected scenes out of those 50. <laughs> at the end of it, you chronologically put the scenes together, put the audio back in, and it's actually a film. Oh, you rewrote, you accidentally rewrote the film by taking the music, the sound out. No, well, I know I get you already it. Fil yeah. you film it with dialogue. Yeah, yeah no, but I get, for I the music videos, you take it. the dialogue. You know, it. they take audio and out. The process of cutting it together as a music video, well, separate scenes, is what reshuffles. People watch it separate and be like, okay, it makes sense for a music the video. Then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, is that what was happening? And yeah. it's actually a film. Sounds like a yeah. It sounds like a crazy way to write a movie. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. But I think we're gonna do it one day. As a can I, we might, we might end up calling up Thunderlips. <laughs> Cool. We're just waiting until I've got enough finance behind it, you know? That's cool. I think we just be in the back we needing need coffee, that. guys. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, that's... that's it's been awesome having you guys here, man. fucking crazy It's idea. seriously been it's cool been having so you. It's been so fun. It's been refreshing. Howard, it's not something I say very often. It's our first ever podcast as well, isn't it? Do you know that we didn't even say the name of the podcast at the beginning? Which one? Allow me? Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, this is the Allow Me podcast. <laughs> right on. You know we can just edit that to the front. Now we can't know editing, right? In London, they would say, allow it. Just allow it. <laughs> I don't this know is the Allow It podcast. That, they used to say that in <laughs> My like name is Mazen from Essex. <laughs> I allow it. I allow it. Really like that. No, just, just I've only it. ever seen that in fights. 
I've seen a British cunt yell that out. Oh, sorry. I've seen a British dude yell that out once. There were students having a fight and people were trying to stop it. Allow it. Oh, he just said, <laughs> yeah. Allow yeah. it, mate. That was just no, like, there's that's there's cool. no A on the front. It's oh, just, just allow. allow it. Allow it. <laughs> well, this is Allow Me. This is Allow Me podcast. Thank you so much for coming with us today, man. Really, really Any parting Thanks words you'd really like to, fun. anything that you wanted to say on the show or anything you would like to say now when you, in this moment? Before yeah. Um, maybe a poem. Maybe a poem. <laughs> yeah. The soundcheck poem was... Yeah, all right. <laughs> Tell me not in mournful numbers that life is but an empty dream, for the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not as they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act, that each tomorrow find us further than today. I'll cheers to that. Indeed. Thunder lips, everybody. Thank you for watching Allow Me Podcast. Sound, um, Sound Cave, White Studios, the playground, for providing us with the camera equipment, the microphones, and the studio. Shockers. Thank you so much. Episode one, done. Till next time. Boom. <laughs> Seriously, man. That was really refreshing, bro. That was cool. Man, that was really awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I enjoyed that, too. That was great.